Hello world, I'm Matra here and in today's episode I will talk about the Freakonomics book that I read today and um, this was a book uh, without a clear like overall message so without an like this this wasn't a usual argument book because uh, the only like overall message that I was able to get was um, maybe that uh, there are a lot of unrelated events, but uh, if we measure uh, some things and a uh, little bit look at the incentives, we will we will always um, find some economic uh, activity um, behind it. And uh, in order to illustrate that, this uh, book had like um, seven stories, I would say, or maybe a little bit more, um, like with unrelated events, for example, the Ku Klux Klan and the real estate agents was the common between these two groups and um, like it explained the whole story like this. Um, so let's start. Um, first it said that uh, we must always look at the incentives, what uh, will the like, doers of an activity uh, gain by doing that activity. So, and it said that there are three kind of incentives. First, an economic, social, and moral. And, uh, then it said that information is power. Um, of course, this is true because uh, like the US government pays hundreds of billions of dollars to, the, to their secret agencies, for example, FBI, in order to obtain information from other countries. And uh, we um, saw this at the Ku Klux Klan also, so um, first the disclaimer that I'm not a Native American, as you might have guessed from my accent, uh, so I'm in Europe currently, um, so I'm not very, um, I, don't, uh, I don't know the, the status, status in the US currently, so um, I speak without my without any specific knowledge uh, on that situation so there were uh, there was a famous president who uh, wanted to solve this Ku Klux Klan problem that the US had um, because like a uh, lot of uh, black people were lynched and um, with the help of one of his secret agents he obtained information on the Ku Klux Klan and um, of course they controlled the, the radio or they were able to um, publish the knowledge, their knowledge about the Ku Klux Klan because like before that the Ku Klux Klan used to be this nobody knows knowed what's going around there uh, but with this new information the public didn't like the Ku Klux Klan that much so like the members of the Ku Klux Klan like decreased, they didn't turn up to the up at the rallies because um, like the general public knew information about them. So this U.S. president was able to um, like use its information uh, advantage against the Ku Klux Klan and. Um, then uh, we look at the real estate agents who uh, use their information advantage 
to serve their own agenda, of course, their own incentives. That's the goal. And uh, they, of course, want to sell a house. And um, there were three houses, uh, all of them very similar. And um, they said to the buyer, the would-be buyer to the, of the house, that a very similar house in this neighborhood was sold for like a lot more than in money than this. And then the, the buyer would think that uh, that's a very good price then that I'm paying for this house. So they bought it and uh, they also told about the house, which was like uh, in the middle of a bidding war and uh, like the prices were much higher. So um, the buyer, sold that uh, he's paying a good price for the house uh, but with the advent of the internet and on the internet we can close this knowledge gap between the experts and our ourselves so if you just uh, research a little bit on a topic you will be able to um, know a lot about that topic uh, with uh, just a little bit of research and uh, then we explore the world of uh, of uh, drug dealers and uh, there were these uh, huge uh, drug dealing drug dealer networks in the US and um, said that the drug dealers uh, still lived with their moms because they were making so little money but at the top of the pyramid like of this uh, gang the the leaders were of course making a ton of money so if you want to uh, of course make a lot of money you have to be near the top of the pyramid um, but uh, drug dealers were still um, like working at this job for two reasons first uh, they wanted to succeed in this very competitive field to like just climb up the career ladder and um, of course they of course make a lot of money by being at the top of the pyramid and uh, the second reason was that uh, these poor people didn't have other uh, job aspects so they actually welcomed even this very poor pay paying job because it was like a long time employment and every people need stability like the to make ends meet and things like that but uh, then uh, these drugs became popular and uh, prices fell because of that because these various competing uh, drug gangs started to undercut each other in order to gain market share and um, profits be profit margins became minuscule minis mini like tiny um, and of course, this drug dealing was still an illegal job, so uh, the police tracked down on some of them. So all dealers went to prison or got so rich that they quit their job. Uh, but new dealers, the young generation, didn't want to take up this trade because the profit margins were so, so minuscule. Um, so this was like a little bit the end of the drug dealing in the US. Of course, there are still drugs, but I don't know, but of course there are. Um, and then another story was uh, between the correlation of abortion and uh, crime. And it uh, concluded that uh, ab abortion drives down crime. So if 
an abortion is allowed in a country because uh, then a mother can decide whether they are able to raise, uh, raise a child or not. Uh, because if they are not and they would still have to like keep their child, they would uh, even commit a crime in order to make some money and uh, make ends meet. And uh, with the adoption, with abortion, they had the choice uh, in order to not to have a baby. Of course, abortion is still horrible, like killing babies. So then we had two chapters about parenting and uh, racial issues. Uh, and again, I'm from a European country, so I don't know much about that issue. So um, it said that um, if a blue, if a white and a black uh, guy goes to go to the same school, they have they about have the same chance of success. But uh, usually they can go to the same school because uh, black families have uh, worse uh, social status, so they can't afford uh, those schools. Um, so the economic background of the family is very important because uh, black uh, students usually go to worse, uh, worse schools with worse teachers. So investing in education uh, in order to have the same access to education would be very important. And we also had a story about um, people going to vote and uh, they went, if you go to vote, so for example in California, it doesn't really matter because Democrats would win the election nevertheless, um, because uh, there are so much Democrats there. And uh, But people still go to vote because of a social norm. So a good citizen is a citizen who, go, who goes to vote. So that's that's what people think. And uh, of course, everybody wants to be a good citizen, so they go to vote. But um, yes, and uh, that was the last story that I think it was worth sharing. So my overall thoughts on the book, um, it was a good book, uh, not a bad book. Um, I would have welcomed like clearer view on the overall economy. So. I can't really make use of these informations like abortion uh, draws down crime like on other aspects of life. Uh, so better use would have been welcomed. Um, so I think you shouldn't read this book because it isn't worth reading. So yes, kinda that was all for today or the second episode. Thank you for uh, coming in and uh, Looking forward to see you tomorrow. That's all. Bye-bye.